Hello to everyone tuning into the Highly Optimized Podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing individuals who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for each one of you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your results in manifesting your dreams in this reality. Joining us today on the podcast is a man who in the short time I've known him has served as a big inspiration in my life. He is a world-class leadership coach and captain, working with organizations such as Training Camp for the Soul and Strong Coach, a master of flowing with grace and ease through life, and a truly tuned in and loving father to his two children. Please help me in welcoming Jared Davis to the show. What's up, my man? Lovely intro. Thank Thank you, you, man. Yeah, yeah. Well-deserved, too. You know, um... Uh, I was being serious, you know, in the short time I've known you, um, you really have served as a huge inspiration for me. You know, um, whenever I meet anyone who's uh, as tall as I, even a little bit taller in your case, um, I immediately take notice. So, uh, you know, because we share that, you know, commonality of uh, hitting our heads on things and all that. So, you know, <laughs> I was immediately intrigued. <laughs> we look at the we look at the world differently. Yeah, with a little bit of a headache, you know, usually. <laughs> <laughs> It was from the top down. Yeah, top down. It was funny. You know, I, I always remember that memory from Colorado, how um I had come on, come off the uh, grass onto the deck and, you know, Chris was standing there, uh, you know, standing up on the bench. And so he was eye level with you and I. And he was like, he was like, <laughs> he was like, dude, I feel like you guys. And I'm like, nah, Chris, you see that ledge behind you? You got to hit your head on that a couple of times. Then you'll know what it's like to feel like Jared and I. <laughs> yeah, it's not just the view. There's uh, obstacles that come from above. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Jared, my man, I'm so excited we get to powwow together today. Um, you know, for everyone listening, um, you know, Jared and I were supposed to have this interview uh, while I was in Mexico, but I lost my whole notebook, had no service. It was a, it was a a uh, tumultuous journey, you know, but we're here now. So I thought it would be great if we could begin by having you share your backstory and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. I also think it's funny that we live like 10 minutes from each other and we've only seen each other on, <laughs> on in different states. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I have noticed that as well. That is absolutely hilarious. Are you back in Boston now as a side? Note? I am. Oh, yeah. dope. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Uh, Good to know. <laughs> 10 days and I'm back in San Diego. Nice, man. Uh, Lucky yeah. duck. <laughs> man, it's 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 been a whirlwind. Um, all my life has been following my curiosity. Mm. Um, and after, so I went, I played basketball out in, uh, out in Hawaii for a bit mm. and uh, graduating. So I was like, well, I should probably get a job. That's what you do, right? After, uh, after college. <laughs> and so I was browsing Craigslist and I saw uh, this acrobatic yoga flyer. And I was like, what is this? And it was uh, for a company called Lululemon. Um, and I had no idea what this was. So I checked it out and, um, I was like, well, I just want to do this, this cool yoga thing Mm. and found myself in a cutoff t-shirt and basketball shorts at this group interview. And everyone else was wearing like professional things. (laughs) And we get to this like dumpy abandoned room. And the woman's like, all right, well, we're here for the group interview, so uh, go ahead and sit down on the floor. And so we did this group interview on the floor. <laughs> and all these people in, like, their power suits or their, like, their done-up clothes and whatnot, and I'm just chilling. Mm. Um, I was the only one that came back from that, surprisingly enough. Um, <laughs> and it was a, 
the first interview that I ended with like a hug uh, after they gave me the job offer, she was like, can we hug? And I was like, absolutely. I'm a huge hugger. Uh, and that kind of launched it. Um, it was great in terms of personal development and um, motivating you to become a better uh, connector um, in terms of you would read a book on goal setting and then you would read a book on leadership and then you'd get a raise. And mm. I was like, well, if I read these books and I do these courses, I get paid more money. Like that doesn't happen in school. Yeah. Like, I'm big on that. It's like, I never wanted to do homework. Cause like, what did I get out of it? Mm. I don't care about your grades. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> so true. <laughs> so that's been kind of like, that's been kind of the thing is like, um, uh, something would come into my life. CrossFit came in there through Lululemon. Um, they pay for all your fitness classes. So that launched me into this, um, started doing CrossFit and I was like, wow, you can work out in 15, 20 minutes and you can get stronger, faster and healthier than you ever had before. <laughs> okay. So started doing that and realizing that people next to me were doing it all wrong. Like mm. you could be getting better results if you were doing it right. Mm. So I was just helping my friends to the side and then I was moving and realized that I should probably, probably coach this. I really like helping other people be successful mm. and started coaching at CrossFit gym. People asked me, Jerry, do you want to open your own gym one day? And I was like, absolutely not. That seems like <laughs> a lot of responsibility <laughs> that is away from coaching mm. and into something else. Hmm. Well, seven years into it, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> uh, inherited uh, inherited a CrossFit gym essentially from my uh, uh, my previous business, well, I guess my previous boss. Hmm. And uh, I just told him, tell everyone that I'm the owner uh, so that he could go do like skydiving and whatnot. So we just, we lied <laughs> to everyone, but got me there. Uh, he left to, uh, to base jump and do his thing. And I was asked by his business partners if I wanted to uh, come on board and, and take over. Mm-hmm. And so I said, sure. Uh, I was able to transform that gym into, uh, we were losing about $10,000 a month at the time with 135 people. And we got to 275 members, uh, wow. in about 18 months. Uh, and we were making in just under 40,000, you're around 40,000 a month at the time. Wow. Uh, and so it was super fun. Mm. And then it all came tumbling down. <laughs> As <it> sometimes <laughs> does. <laughs> and then I was sitting there doing another challenge, rowing a million meters, mm. um, and contemplating why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm. Uh, I'm not coaching anymore. I've, I've ran this business and, uh, and I just was like, am I going to coach air squats for the rest of my life? And so got into, uh, I didn't want to hear about running a better business. I just wanted to see what the next thing out there was and ran to the Bledsoe show, the pod, his podcast. Mm-hmm. I was done listening to barbell shrugged. I was done listening to, uh, two minds or whatever the other ones were i was mm. listening to at the time big thinkers if you will mm. and uh this was just like weird shit that was going on and i was like oh i need perspective change <laughs> that's my big thing is how do i help people how do i help myself first change perspective and then how do i help other people change perspective and that essentially opened me up to everything now um through a crazy series of events i wind up uh camping next to mike at burning man and he essentially 
showed me all these little different hacks and stories and like tactics that you can use in your life just to live a more simple life and connect better with yourself and other people. And he gifted me the strong coach. Mm. And so I was in one of the original classes of the strong coach. I've been going, doing this for about two years now. And, uh, and after going through the strong coach myself, I realized like, I like this. I want to coach at this level and continue trying to coach other people around me. Uh, we developed a mentor program. And so I was getting to coach these coaches that were wanting to perform at a high level. Um, and then uh, last year at the summit, uh, Ben brought up coaching at the strong coach. And I was like, that's what I want to do too. So I hopped in. I just told him I was there. And uh, when the time came, I, I hopped on uh, as fast as I possibly could because I knew this curriculum worked. I knew that it would help coaches see their life and see their business differently. And I was going to be able to help get these people a day off. I was going to help people see that this shit can be easy, um, that it just takes like surrendering to a process and dealing with your like your baggage and re-edit like essentially editing the life that you want the way that you see relationships the way that you see yourself the way you see your business that you can edit that at any point in time uh, and then as you practice this stuff and layer this in that it, it just turns out to be how you live you being yourself you providing a high value product and you've taken the time. So like your messaging is clear. You got some stuff set up. Uh, and so that people are just coming to you because you're an awesome coach. Mm. And that's what we all wanted anyway. So it's like, I just want to be a good enough coach to attract new clients. Mm. And that works to a certain degree, but you need systems in place uh, to let people know that you're actually there. Yeah. Yeah. And you brought and up. just be yourself. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, you know, you brought up so many awesome things that I'm excited to dive into, um, you know, the, the one thing, the theme that I feel like I heard, you know, a lot with with your story and also having met you and knowing that you embody this in your 3D reality as well is <laughs> trust in yourself. Right. And oh, yeah. and like this is something that I find with like my clients, especially men, that like a lot of them don't have trust in themselves. And wow. and I'm curious if you've seen that same thing now, having worked with countless other coaches too. Um, have you seen like a, I guess you could call it a trend in people not trusting themselves and therefore that story of not trusting themselves leading over into them disempowering themselves in whatever various type of way happens? Uh, I'm curious if you've seen that in your experience as well. Ryan, that is the story. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, is, that, that is the story is not trusting themselves. Yeah. Right. Because what if they're too much? What if they bought the wrong program? What if their product isn't that good? What if they only get partial results? Like they, it, there's so much of this, I don't know if I'm good enough talk mm. that they cannot trust themselves. Mm. And, and it is finding uh, structures that you trust, right? That's outside of yourself. You can formulate structures that you feel comfortable selling on, that you feel comfortable putting your offer uh, program you can take people through and that's great. And that'll get you success to a certain degree is having trusted systems. Mm. But if you don't trust yourself to, to be with it, to express yourself, if you don't trust yourself to mess up from time to time and that's going to be okay. Mm. Right? If you don't <laughs> trust your, if you don't trust yourself, that um, 
that you being you is good enough, it it's not going to work. Yeah. At least it's not going to work long term because you're going to get to a spot because you found these strategies that you saw online or you learned from some other place and you're going to you're going to find success there but happiness won't be on that side. Mm. Like you'll you'll do this work but it was someone else's work. You'll do this work and it was a strategy that didn't sit well with you but it just worked. Yeah. So when you're coming from the inside out approach to this, when it sits well with you, when you're confident with your with your voice, when you're um, uh, content or yeah, I would say content with mm. with what it is that you're doing, and you're comfortable with your process, this thing gets really easy. Mm. It gets really easy when you're comfortable in your own skin, and when you're comfortable to talking to people and knowing what you can provide knowing your value um and so when people say like oh that costs too much that you know that well it costs too much to them mm-hmm. right but this is the value like this is the price because you offer you deliver this such a high value and you speak so highly of yourself and so well of your product that it's obvious that that it should it this is a deal oh yeah i'll, I'll pay this I'll pay anything to because I know that you can solve my problem. Yeah. And, you know, I love that you brought that up, too, because that's been a big thing that I struggled with or was a challenge for me when I first started coaching is like, you know, how how much do I charge, you know, in determining that value and. Just like you said, you know, paying to learn the processes, right? From a lifted, from, you know, training camp I'm doing soon, from a couple of the programs I've done and strong coach to come in the future. You know, it's like learning those uh, programs, you know, really allows you to feel more confident in your ability to deliver, right? And and consistently deliver, you know? And, you know, I'm curious um, because you mentioned, you know, being comfortable in your own skin, right? And this is something that, once again, I see a lot with my clients that they're not comfortable in their skin. And I'm curious, you know, coach to coach, you know, why you think so many people are uncomfortable in their skin, you know? If you found that, first of all, and if so, why you think so many people are uncomfortable in their skin? Um, you know, I have my uh, opinions and views and such, but I'd love to hear what you you have found maybe like for trends for different consistencies things of that nature yeah you know that's i think there's many answers to this question yeah um that we could have into <laughs> the, the one Pandora's that comes box. up yeah the one that uh, that came up to me came up for me first is comparison mm-hmm. uh, and so that's the ego uh, and uh, involved and for coaches, you're generally always looking for the next best thing, right? How do I innovate? How do I reiterate what I'm doing, either my process or my craft or what I'm focusing on? And so what happens is you start to bring people in around you and you start to look at what success looks like mm. from someone else's point of view. Mm-hmm. And so you start looking at this coach who's killing it. And you start looking at this coach who's killing it. You start looking at this coach who's killing it. And then you look around and all you see is coaches killing it. And then you look back at yourself and go, well, why am I not killing it? Mm -hmm. And you just kicked yourself in the chest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can learn something from these people, right? You can say, oh, what do these people have? Oh, they have a funnel. Mm -hmm. What is this person like? What do you notice here? Mm -hmm. But what gets it to our, gets in our way is imagining that these people are successful. 
Hmm. We imagine these people are happy. We imagine these people do have it figured out. From what I've seen, coaches coming through the program at every single level, we all have these flaws. Mm-hmm. We, it's there's a part of our business that isn't either serving us, or we are painted too far into a corner where it's like I have success, but like I can't do anything with this now. Mm. Yeah. And so, my big thing, I would say, ego uh, and comparison is really what limits so many people, because if you are being yourself, comparison really, really gets cleaned out, really gets wiped away because you're just focusing on you. You're proud of yourself. You feel abundant because like you are, you are doing everything in your power to live out your vision. Mm. I love that. And, you know, I could not possibly agree more, uh, negation acknowledged. Uh, and, you know, it's funny because um, there's another subject I'd love to talk to you about, and it's exactly what we're talking about right now, the conversation of success versus happiness, you know, and how some people like, you know, and I'm speaking for myself, you know, in the past too, I look at these people that are once again like killing it or, you know, it seems like they're killing it, and I'm like, oh, they must be so happy, they must be all these things. But one thing I've learned from a lot of the coaches I've met who are not like really in our circle because it just really doesn't happen in our circle that I've found so far. Um, but a lot of the coaches that I've worked with that are like, you know, part of other programs. Yeah, they may be making a lot of money, but they're not happy. And so they're making money to, to try to rent happiness, if you will. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm curious what your views are on success versus happiness. You know, I know that you can have, um, you know, a lot of money and be happy. You can also have a lot of money and be, you know, miserable, you know. So I'm curious, like, you know, kind of your thoughts on, you know, how success is viewed, um, especially in the Western world versus how happiness is viewed, especially in the Western world. Yeah, I think this bumps up with what we were just talking about with like ego and comparison. Mm. So it's successful to who? Mm-hmm. If it's successful to, if we're defining success to anyone else, I don't want to play that game. Yeah. yeah. Right? So it's just, <laughs> that's just not how this works. That, that's yeah. an uphill battle. Right, success to yourself can mean an infinite amount of things. Mm. And so uh, for, for me, it would be asking questions in, in, in people's lives about, you know, what have they experienced so far? Mm. What levels of success or failure have they, have they experienced? And after they've, you know, I, I imagine in, in this space that, or maybe the people that are listening, like, Oh, that maybe I don't fail. I always learn from my lessons. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> if <laughs> cool, <laughs> but those lessons, you still beat yourself up a little bit, which is okay. Mm. Right? It's okay to look back and have this inner critic. However, if you aren't also looking at these facets of where you won, these little bits of success in there and reminding yourself of, yeah, maybe I didn't fulfill on this, but then here are 10 things that I absolutely crushed. I believe that success then will be the feeling of seeing those, like seeing those successes stack up. Mm. You just go like, wow, like rather than getting those lessons, it's like, oh yeah, this didn't work, but boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. And so you are filled up with all these other successes and that, that loss or that lesson or that failure, you know, was, just 
part of that. That was a score in the wrong. That, that was a score on the wrong side, and then we're looking at the successes. Yeah. And so it's a practice of focusing on the successes versus the failures, mm. uh, and that's how you generate more success in your life. Is by, you know, clearing out that shit, like looking at that lesson. But then, how often can you celebrate those successful, uh, successful moments? Uh, those accomplishments, no matter how small they are, uh, continue to build momentum with that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, now, and it's funny because I know you're in level two of Unlifted right now because uh, Rachel told me you were in her class, you know, and yeah. uh, <laughs> and I just completed it a little while ago. And, you know, one of the big subjects in there um, is celebrating your wins, you know, and that's exactly what we're talking about right here. Like, you know, being able to celebrate the small things, too. You know, because a lot of times, speaking for myself and my own journey, um, you know, like you graduate college, you're, you know, you're, oh, great success, you know, and, um, but like, you know, the smaller things, right? Like the everyday things, you know, like for instance, like getting up and just having a really good day, getting up and, you know, crushing your inner work, you know, and feeling really excited and enthusiastic to be alive. Like that's a huge win too, right? And I feel like, um, you know, again, speaking for me personally, I overlooked things like that for a long time. And it led to a lot of, you know, just getting stuck into the destination is the journey, you know, um, instead of like the journey is the destination, you know, yeah. where like all I was celebrating was like the, the, the big wins. And even then it was like, okay, cool. Celebrated that for five minutes. What's next, you know? And, um, so I'd lo- I'd love to hear your process of celebrating wins and also what your biggest win so far in 2020 has been. <laughs> That's good. We got we got to we got to circle back to 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 happiness cuz yes. we got some we got some gold there too. Oh yeah, we will. Don't uh, you worry. <laughs> I got notes going. <laughs> uh, my process for sharing wins is fairly simple. Mm. Uh uh my partner Sarah and I have a uh, a high five mm-hmm. that we give each other. Uh, anytime that there is a sale or a completion of a, a task that we want to do, so we're we're pretty open about what our goals are or what our milestones are. Uh, and anytime either someone like joins our program or um, we buy plane tickets to something or we sign up for a thing. Uh, we give each other a high five. And if we can't be there um, to give each other a high five in person, or we will send a text message with an emoji of a high five. Um, <laughs> it's super cute. I love it. That's and awesome. if we're both on like both on calls and we make eye contact, we'll give each other an air five. Um, <laughs> so it's our, that's our way of celebrating, uh, celebrating wins. Uh, personally, I use a product called the best self journal um, and it lines up with what we coach as a strong coach uh, very well in terms of like 90 day chunks. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's 13 weeks in here that you set three goals, some milestones and each day uh, there's a wins column, uh, a win section in here. And throughout the day I fill that up and I fill that in immediately. So it's like, I have an epic call with Ryan Sprague. Mm-hmm. It's like, Boom! Have a call with Ryan Sprague, and so it's something that I get to look at as I going through my day. These wins start to pile up. Mm. I love that, man. You know, and I have a similar journal. It's called the um, I think it's called the Inner Guide, um, and it has like this cool like breakdown and everything. But it doesn't break things into three month chunks, and I think that's really special and very valuable. Um, so as you were as you were saying that, I'm like, okay, the best self journal next purchase. <laughs> yeah. If you got if you get the year package, yeah. 
you get four of them, obviously, oh, uh, but they come with uh, two extra colors. So like on Amazon, you can either get gray or blue, mm-hmm. but if you get the year, you get yellow and orange as well. So oh hell yeah, that's, that's you know that's the secret plug right there. You know they got me. They, <laughs> they got, got me. you. <laughs> yeah. You know it's funny. Um, random little side note, but we just did a uh, retreat this past weekend. Me, Lance Brooks, and Alex Morningstar. Yeah. And um, you were there in spirit, man. Uh, Alex had a pair of your glasses on the altar <laughs> all weekend. And it was it was known, it was stated, you know, if you ever need a little, you know, state change, just come put these on and Captain J. Davis will be right there with you, you know. So thank yeah. you for uh, gracing us with your presence there. <laughs> oh, I got the biggest smile. I got goosebumps. That's Hell yeah, awesome. dude. Awesome. You know, and when I think of smiles and goosebumps, I think of happiness right and to bring it full circle back into this happiness thing i'd love to just simply ask you what happiness means to you oh man happiness what does happiness mean to me Mm. (sighs) happiness is (laughs) it's 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 the reflection of it's the reflection of love it's the reflection of connection it's almost it's it's a shared experience with yourself and the i mean the universe around you whatever is around you because it's it's acknowledgement of beauty it's acknowledgement of synchronicity it's acknowledgement of uh, entertainment and amazement. Uh, it's acknowledgement of just love and respect. It's a combination of all of that, all that's on that side of that human experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and what happens is when you start getting that reflection, whether that be through nature or another, whatever it's person, place or thing is reflecting that back onto you. It like, it pierces your, like your skin. And it hits you in your heart and it just erupts into like this warmth and energetic outburst that puts a beautiful smile on your face. It pulls your ears back so you're smiling with your eyes and your forehead and your nose and your teeth. And it's just beaming out of you with just tickling and sparkling energy through your fingertips. Mm. And to me, when when you're experiencing happiness, there's, there's just so much love and abundance through that. And you can create happiness and you can attract happiness pretty much anywhere in any moment. Um, you just have to be open for it. So there's times when you're sad and there's times when you're upset and there's times when like, you don't necessarily want to wear those orange glasses right now. (laughs) But when you're ready for the perspective shift, when you're ready to see things differently, you can find it. It's right there. You can look in the mirror and connect with the eyeball straight across from you. And you can start saying things about yourself, how much you love it, how much you can support yourself, that you've got your back, right? You can feel your heart beating and you can look at the other person across that mirror and have their heart beating too. Like you can share this moment with yourself in a mirror. You can look at art around you and go like, holy shit, someone made this. You know, like you can go outside and like roll around in that energy and that feeling and that like when you start to connect with your inner child again, that like that will breed that happiness. It's always there. Um, 
And so you could just look around and breathe it in mm-hmm. um, and to start appreciating things and showing gratitude towards it and acknowledging the things around you and happiness will be there. You know, what I, um, what I heard when you were saying that, or what I envisioned was, uh, seeing the world through the eyes of a child, you know? And, and so it was funny, right. As I was thinking that you mentioned inner child, I'm like, perfect, right on time. (laughs) And, uh, you know, you also mentioned the big smile, which like I've always known as like a Buddha smile. Like when you smile with your whole face, you know, your whole face is erupting in a smile. And, um, I've been known to definitely cheese out on those kind of smiles, especially on medicine journeys, you know? (laughs) Oh, definitely. Uh, (laughs) I'm always cheesing. If you know me, I'm smiling big. Yep. Yep. You know, My heart's in your face. Yeah, <laughs> it's all up in your I'm business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I love what you brought up there about how, you know, happiness is the reflection of the universe, you know, the Y-O universe, right? Because we yeah. are all the universe embodied, right? Yeah. And, you know, one thing I love about that is, you know, you also mentioned like, yeah, there are times you'll be sad, you'll be times you know this, right? And I think one of the things that, you know, I immediately thought of was how so many people, especially men too, right, um, as we both know, are never taught how to move through their feelings, understand their feelings, you know, um, uh, move, th- you know, move through those feelings. And so because of that, they get stuck in this like gray state. And this is exactly what happened to me for a few years. You know, after my father passed away, I kind of just hid the feelings down. I'm like, get out of here, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, and then I would use different things like caffeine or whatever to make myself feel the feeling of happy, but it wasn't even really the feeling of happy. It was more of like a, an imposter of happiness, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. like, I'm curious, um, you know, what your journey has been on finding your own happiness, you know, because I can assume or I can imagine that you weren't always this connected to your inner child, to your inner self, right? Oh. Um, so I'm curious to hear that backstory. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was probably the most angry child that you have known up mm. until the age of, I don't know, 17, 18 years old. Mm. Uh, just wild bouts of depression and violent outbursts of anger uh it was it was tough um i dealt with a lot of stories growing up my dad was uh, my dad was military so moved every year and a half and uh, for the longest time i resented it because every year we would have to move um and so i would be forced to sit at new lunch tables Mm. and meet new people and like if there's anything you know about people now is that they don't like other people like the, yeah. the general pop is, is afraid to meet new people on a regular, regular basis. Yeah. Uh, and I just started getting good at morphing into, you know, what the table needed. I connected with people on a regular basis. I started to understand what was going on. And then I, you know, I'd get comfortable enough to start showing myself and then we move and I have to start all over again. Mm. Uh, it, man, I started to find my own happiness when I started to create things that I enjoyed doing. Um, and probably the first bits of this were within program design of uh, for CrossFit. Uh, I could see that I could actually help people with these equations of reps and sets. Um, and then it was looking at things that I didn't like in uh, the CrossFit community, like competitions and going, well, I could throw a competition that actually doesn't rile people up. 
that they, we can do things that are relatively safe, easy to judge, and it's more focused on having a good time and the party afterwards than actually beating yourself down. Uh, and so it was doing things like that where I was creating projects or I was creating things that brought uh, new light to something that it was beneficial to actually do these things rather than just a source of income. And so for me, that's brought a lot of happiness is defining what it is that I want to do and then going and doing those things. So I started to live much more uh, intentionally mm-hmm. is the word that I would use. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started to slay, I mean, long ago, started to slay any type of relationship that didn't serve me. I would think about what it is that I would want to do. Uh, how do I want to show up in a relationship? What will I take a stand for regardless? And, uh, and so I started creating boundaries um, before I knew that that's what they were. Um, and I've been bringing those into my life. And this is relatively new. I'm 35 now, and I wouldn't say that I found like happiness within me up until the last few years. Mm. Um, a lot of my happiness had come externally from you know my kids or seeing other people succeed. That's been a big thing for me, but it hasn't been until recently that it's like I've been fully me. Mm. And even more recently, I mean, we're talking the last six to eight weeks when we were out in Colorado yeah. and uh, Chris Marhefka coined the term, you doing Jared things. It was like, <laughs> wait a second. And in that time it was lubricant for my vision. And it was like, Oh, this is what I always do. I listen to people. I hear all these little puzzle pieces that come up and then I come back around and I drop in what my vision is. My favorite mantra is I share my dreams. Mm. And when I share these little like snippets of a vision, people can see themselves in their light they can see themselves doing something like that they've never seen thought of before and to see those seeds being planted and some of those flowers grow is it makes me so happy that it's just being myself can inspire and motivate people to do some amazing things uh and even more recently for myself and coaching people to um coaching people on their own path to do this so how do you connect with your heart? How do you spark your own imagination? And then how do you take that imagination and create an actionable step, an agreeable step? And teaching people how to inspire action has been something that I love doing. It mm. fills me up with so much joy sharing this gift. Mm. I'm so glad you brought that up to the, the whole subject of you know, fully expressing and it helping so many people, right? Because for a long time, I fell into a pattern um, or program of people pleasing, you know, um, trying to make everyone happy, trying to, you know, make everyone feel included in everything. And, you know, the intention came from a good spot. You know, I wanted everyone to feel love. But what I didn't realize in doing that was that I was putting myself second because I was not allowing myself to be myself. I was changing like a chameleon for who I was around, you know, to try to make them feel safe and secure. And in doing so, I was losing my own safety and my own security. And so I'm really glad you brought that up because for a lot of people listening, that's a very new idea. You know, I'm, I'm imagining that's a very new idea for some, you know, for a lot of people listening that, you know, by being your true authentic self, like there's a one of my favorite quotes of all time is when you speak to everyone, you're heard by no one. 
you know, and so that's something that really, like you were saying, just in the last eight weeks, I've really doubled down on uh, is just being my full authentic expression, you know, and in doing that, I've had so many, so much more success with my coaching business. People are just finding me. Um, it's, it's awesome. Uh, like, you know, I used to sit on Instagram for much longer doing all these different, you know, methodologies of finding clients and, and, you know, that's all well and good, but, um, to see the results of the right people finding me, um, that's that's incredible and also like the people I'm around like just like you were saying how Chris Mahafka was like oh I'm gonna Jared this shit you know when I was at the retreat with Alex and uh, you know Brooks and Lance and all the other amazing people there you know there was a couple instances where people were saying that and I was starting to like it's great when people do that because you see a side of yourself that you weren't aware of and it's like opening a present on Christmas morning and it being the, the thing the exact thing you wanted and you thought it was so far away but it was just sitting right under the tree you know and like that's that's exactly what I've been going through too so uh, you know great minds think alike guilty as charged but uh, you know I'm really glad you brought that up man because uh, that that cannot be stated enough. Um, negation acknowledged once again. But you know, to, to everyone listening right now, like you know, you have a side of you that you know is not the one that you let out all the time for one reason or another. Maybe you know you're stressed a lot. Maybe your mind's running the show. You're not connected to your heart. Maybe you're worried about people not you know accepting you. Um, but I challenge you, you know, uh, to let that out, you know, because the right people are going to hear that. And when you shine your light as bright as it possibly can, you will pull in the right people. You will find the right people. You'll be attracted to the right people. They'll be attracted to you. And real magic can happen. You know, so I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, there's there's something I'd like to add to that, mm. which is it, it's, it is expressing yourself and being fully yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's abrasive. Mm. Everyone has, they know your patterns. Everyone has their expectations of you. Mm. And when you decide to go, you know, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. That's, that's great. But it's like, what does your life look like on the other side of 30 pounds? Like, what's the conversation you have with your significant other? What do your kids see? You're probably going to eat differently. So how's food shopping going to go? And all of a sudden you want to change or you want to express yourself, but it, it kind of disregards everyone else around you. Mm. And to me, you have a responsibility to foster those relationships. You have a responsibility to be there for those people that have been there for you too. Mm. Uh, and so that you're almost like lubricating your support system <laughs> by <laughs> not only telling them, hey, I'm going to go through a life change, but also finding an agreeable pace for you. So there are people out there like Ben Joy Walker who will his speed of implementation is like Forrest Gump worthy. Like he just he just goes. Yeah. There's no like there's no stopping him. He just runs until the end of the earth and then runs back. And like that's him. <laughs> and it's great. Yeah. But then there are people that will run into that first hump and they're like, ah, oh, my wife said this or my husband said this. Or they'll say, oh, but my mom always does this thing. My dad does this thing. And so being able to find out what the most agreeable step is there and kind of like, all right, not seeing these roadblocks as something that's like a permanent thing. It's just, oh, this is where this one's at. All right, mom's here. I'm going to go do my thing. And then when I come back to mom, I'm going to meet her where she's at. 
we're going to have another conversation and I'm going to go about my business. And so you, you got to chip away at these support systems. You got to chip away at these other relationships and make sure that they're cool with what's going on here. Mm-hmm. You can continue communicating. Uh, so to me with this whole express yourself, be yourself, I think it's great. Identify what that looks like. Continue to explore and continue to act in that way. And at the same time, support the people around you by bringing them in the loop communicate well uh, connect with the people that are around you um, because it's your choice if you want to bring them with you or not mm-hmm. and that's a big thing here is like do you want these people in your life if the answer is yes then you got to meet them where they're at if the answer is no well get good like get really good <laughs> at sending goodbye letters you yeah. know? <laughs> thank you for your friendship it is yeah. no longer needed here their service has been terminated. <laughs> Better luck next time. <laughs> you might need to terminate some friends. Yeah. And what generally comes up, uh, what generally comes up is, is that person was there to show you something anyways. That, that person had a message to deliver and it might be a few months before you realize what that message was. Mm-hmm. And then you can go back and thank them. You know, maybe there's something there. Maybe there isn't. Um, but, that's part of it. Uh, you can't just you can't just ignore problems uh, by saying you know this doesn't serve me anymore. See ya. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you have I really like gone done and gone done did the work uh, <laughs> on that. Thing. <laughs> yeah. So do the work, and then if if you need to go back and uh, and acknowledge it for any reason, go for it. Uh, yeah. But that's a big thing. Express yeah. yourself and pace. Yeah. Dude, I love that addition and I appreciate that too because that's something that I found out um, the hard way, you know, um, as I'm sure most of us, you know, did because, you know, I uh, I went through a big change this last year, you know, and a lot of people like weren't ready for it, you know. And so just like you were saying, having empathy for where they are in their life and realizing like, oh, when I was in that stage of development, okay, like I remember that, you know. And so like, if, for instance, a great example for anyone listening who's wondering like a, a specific example is when you decide to eat healthier, right? And maybe yep. all your friends are used to like going to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch UFC fights or whatever, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, pulling on the heartstrings here. And, uh, you know, maybe you decide like, hey, I'm not going to do that anymore. It's not serving me. Um, it's making me feel X, Y, Z after I leave. Um, you know, I have a hangover, whatever. So you decide you're not going to do that, right? But if you just try to go to your friends and be like, no, I don't need that anymore. I'm all high and mighty. You know, I'm just going to eat broccoli for the rest of my life. They're going to be like, what the hell happened to Jared? You know what I mean? Like, so... <laughs> so exactly what, you know, I'm saying is like, you know, sitting down with them and saying, hey, guys, you know, like I'm I'm feeling this way when I go here. Um, you know, I still really value our friendship and time. But, you know, don't think I'm crazy if I decide to maybe bring my own food, you know, next time or something like that. And this is where I'm coming from. This is the reason I'm doing it. I'm looking for these results. And hey, if you want to if, if you're feeling called to do the same thing, I'd love to go through it with you. If not, I still love you the exact same. We can still go. Um, just, you know, don't pressure me into eating food that is not making me feel good you know so i feel like that's a, a good example of like a, an example of just what might transpire when you talk to friends that maybe aren't you know developing 
are evolving the way that you are in that particular way, which is fine. I mean, we all have different friends that um, serve different purposes. Um, but yeah, I 100% agree. Like going in full throttle and just being like, I am so blessed. I don't need this anymore. You know, people can be like, what the hell happened? You know, so yeah, yeah thank you for that addition. <laughs> if, if you, I mean, look, I'm, as, as we're talking, I'm thinking about uh, two of my favorite clients uh, grow, like as I was a coach um, were uh, my current partner now and uh, our buddy Giorgio. And every time the cross at open came up, like I knew who was going to win. Like Sarah was going to win every single time because mm-hmm. Giorgio would jump in and he's like, all right, I'm going to do a set of 15, a set of 10, and then another set of 10. And it's like, dude, you're going to blow your arms up. <laughs> and then Sarah would be like, I'm going to do sets of three with a 10 second break between each one of them. Yeah. And every single time, every single time he would launch out to this big lead. And it's like, wow, he is crushing it. Mm-hmm. Five, seven. 10 minutes into this thing, he's dying and she is just cruising past him. (laughs) And this happened every single workout. It would just come out hot and heavy and then just dies off. Mm. And then Sarah would just come back through here and just chip away. So knowing what you're capable of and then, you know, going to that line, taking a breath, going to where you're capable of, taking a breath, right? And it's just moving through this at what you know that you can easily handle. Mm. That's when life gets effortless. That's when this shit gets easy. When you know how much you can handle and you're taking those steps. Mm. So many people say like, oh, no, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. You know you're not. Yeah. That's why, that's why, <laughs> that's why I'm talking to you right now. Yeah. That's why you're here, yeah. right? If everything was gravy, you wouldn't be sitting right here. So there's there's a way to find that pace, find out what you're capable of, and getting to that line and reevaluating again. Mm. Uh, it's doing the work and letting it give you feedback. Yeah. And what I thought of right there is like, is what I'm doing sustainable? You know, because yeah. I fell into that, especially with exercise for a long time. Like, you know, the whole no pain, no gain mentality. I'm going to do two a days to get more results. And, and, you know, it's funny because now like just having got back from a very long vacation where I just did like band work, you know, and whatever I could body weight stuff, you know. I feel better and look better than I ever did when I was doing two a days. And it's just my, I have so much more mental real estate, you know? Um, you know, because what would happen was I would work out for a long time and then I would sacrifice other aspects of my life that I was unconsciously wanting, right? Like starting my own thing, doing, you know, playing more music, doing all these different things. And so I was stuck in this like, you know, uh, disempowering loop of just like, oh, I, I, you know, I put so much pressure on what I needed to look like and how I needed to perform. And the funny thing was I was actually, you know, not performing well and not looking nearly as well as I could have if I just allowed my body to relax a little bit more, you know, and I allowed my mind and my heart to relax a little bit more. So, yeah, that's that's a very, very interesting thing, too. And of course, you know, I, I assuming Giorgio is a male, correct? Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. So it's funny how like. Women get this a lot of the times much easier than men do. Like, I'm going to pace myself. I'm going to be good to go. Like, men are just like, fucking animals, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> we're, we'll show them, you know? Like, and, uh, yeah, so that's been, that's, been, that's been my experience, too, you know? And backing away from that and tuning back into my heart and my femininity has allowed me to just l- develop light years in the last year, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, one of the subjects that we touched upon too, we didn't call it this, but um, I felt compelled to bring it up was boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I know you know more than a lot of people just how important boundaries are, right? And, you know, having done all the hard work you've gone through, having been a coach for the last, you know, few years, um, you know, I'm sure you've seen a lot of people that aren't respecting their boundaries. And so I'd love it if you could just riff for like, you know, a few minutes on what boundaries are for those listening that don't know and how someone can go about effectively making a boundary in their life if they're not getting the results they're looking for with the life the way life is going right now. Cool. Mm. Yeah, I would say that we all have our own energy. Mm. Right? So you wake up in the morning and you have your your battery is full, hopefully. You got a good night's sleep, you got some food in you. Mm. Uh, and you're walking around with a full battery. As the day goes on, there's things that you do that recharge that battery and there are people, places, and things that draw energy from that battery. Um, some quicker than others. <laughs> when you when you start to recognize uh, when you start to recognize the things that are bringing you energy, you can add those to your schedule. You can you know that might be better food. That might be uh, a new movement plan. It might be a different work uh, environment. Um, and knowing that that's bringing you energy is great. Um, but what really ha- tends to happen is that stuff, like you start getting charged up, things are going great, and then someone or something comes into your life and just crushes you. Um, they say, oh, well, you're not humble. Oh, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to think, think of things people say. It's like, oh, you're just like, you're just uh, bypassing this stuff. Um, you're just, and they start like poking at you, and it sucks. Mm. And and so you get to go like, oh, I'm looking at these things, and I have a I have awareness of these are the people, places, and things that are pulling energy in that I'm drawing energy from. And you get to go, I want to protect these things. I want to fortify these things. What relationship do I have to these people, places, or things? And you start defining well. This relationship is honest and transparent. Ooh, this relationship to food makes me feel X, Y, and Z. This relationship to these places uh, makes me feel comforted, makes me feel safe, makes me feel whatever. And so you get to define what those things are. And so you're building these, to me, you're building these boundaries from the inside out, defining Focusing on the things that you do want, the things that fuel you up. And so you get to create this boundary that is connected to your heart, your soul, your actual physical space, your 3D space, you like to call it. Mm. And then it's this invisible shield that comes up in front of you. No one can see this. You're just walking around with it. And when someone bumps into this shield, you get to assess these are the, the these are the relationships that I have defined. Uh, this is what's coming at me right now, and I can either choose in that moment to deflect that one, like that I don't want this, or invite them to it. And so you get to not only are you creating these healthy boundaries because these are inside out boundaries, but you get to that's protecting your your space, your first space. There's going to be three levels here. The first space is yours. 
The second space is the one that you share with your closest friends, your circle of influence, things of that nature. And you get to you get to invite them into this. These are the relationships I participate in. These are the foods that I eat. These are the places that I go. These are the things that fill me up. You're one of these people, you know, or I'd like you to be one of these people. Uh, and so you get to grow this second circle based off of invite only, really. <laughs> The third thing out there is is like others, uh, others, uh, general population or communities, and you now have a better sense of how you navigate those. So before they even get to your first ring, they're coming through these other ones because your friends will start doing different things. Like we talked about Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm-hmm. If you've invited all these people into this, you know, into these new relationships, that the next thing you know is next summer you're not going to Buffalo Wild Wings. You're actually going to a, a backyard barbecue mm. and everyone's bringing something that they've made from a local farm. I don't know. We're getting extreme. <laughs> Sounds but like a so barbecue. Right? <laughs> but then... But then you like that second group is almost like protecting you from this outside influence, right? Mm-hmm. It's protecting you from seeing these other like these other triggers because you're creating this environment of which you want to be in. And so you start navigating yourself and your inner circle will start navigating this uh, this community a little different. It'll notice like, oh, you know, we don't really agree with these things. So we're not gonna bring we're not gonna invite them in. Or we really want to be a part of this and you move together into that you start to extend out and go, oh, this actually this person or this place or this thing might be beneficial to our group, might be beneficial to you. And so you start creating these like filters um, to absorb this outside world um, or to navigate this outside world if it's a good fit or not. But you can't decide if it's a good fit from the outside in. Right, and so that's why I focus on what you do want because you could easily stand on the street corner and say, "I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like this. This isn't like." You could scroll your Instagram and say the same thing. Mm-hmm. And there's so many don'ts out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's so many don'ts. You would be sifting through all the stuff that you don't want. Yeah. You know, it's like going to the grocery store and going one by one and saying, "No, no, no. Oh, carrots. Yes. No, no, no. Ooh, apples. Yes. Like that." No one would do that. Yeah. So we start to come up with a list of the things, you know, the food that we want, the people that we want to interact with, the places we want to go. And we start developing and identifying the relationship that we have with those things. And then that's how you start to create and craft these healthy boundaries. And then go test them. It doesn't work. You won't know if you don't test this. How do you participate in honest and transparent relationships if you don't have honest conversations from time to time? Yeah. That last part is huge. You know, it's like you have to go out and experiment, (laughs) you know, like life is life is not an observation sport, you know, and uh, that's something that, you know, I've gone through with many of my clients, you know, that are just sitting there exactly like you said, I don't want this. I don't want that. Well, what do you want? You know, and and it's funny because. You know, we're the English language is funny like that, specifically how like we word so many things like, hey, don't worry about it. You know, I can't wait for this. You know, there's so many negations uh, looped into things that should be positive, you know, and and where does the attention go? You know, it goes to what you don't want, what isn't, you know, what isn't right, you know, what you can't do, you know, et cetera. And so, you know, one of my favorite things about Colorado 
was not only watching everyone that had done that hard work and had done that stuff to be able to have those boundaries and be able to, you know, really embody what they want to be and what, how they want to show up in the world. It was also their their process of integration and how far they had come in integrating not just boundaries, but every aspect of their life, right? And knowing that you're the integration master, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about, uh, there it is, the uh, negation again, didn't. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about integration and um, just the process that you've gone through to integrate a lot of these things and how someone listening, you know, one or two tips of how they might be able to integrate different aspects of their life they might be wanting to change. Yeah, um, I've been drawn to this so much that uh, I was inspired. I inspired myself to write a course uh, and tell people with integration. Um, I see so many people doing challenges and doing courses and doing the development, doing the work, and they just looking around and they're not seeing, again, they're not seeing the abundance. They're not seeing the ease. They're not seeing the flow. They're looking at comparison still. So for what I've done with integration is essentially three steps, right? You want it, you need to be able to feel it. You need to be able to, 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 to hear it, to see it. Like you, you need to have this multi-sensory view of you from the inside out. And that's actually pretty easy. Sit down for like, come up with a, you have to bring your seed with you. All right, bring your seed. What is the, what's the thing that, you know, I'm going to say highly optimized right now, mm-hmm. right? So we got highly optimized. <laughs> We're just pumping the podcast as we go. <laughs> so I'm bringing this affirmation or this mantra with me. This is my seed that I'm going to plant inside of myself. And then I'm going to listen in. Mm-hmm. And so it's a form of calming yourself down, brief meditation, something that you find stillness in your body. Then we plant this seed of highly optimized. So while I'm sitting there in stillness, and darkness, meditation, whatever it might be, I think highly optimized. Mm. What does that mean to me? Where's that going? Mm. Who's involved? And that starts to play a picture in your head. That picture in your head doesn't, doesn't do you any good up there. Mm. What we're looking to do is we're going to bring that story to life, bring that image to life. What is the most actionable thing that you can do from that? What's the most approachable step that you can do from that? And so you do that thing, right? That's, I believe that's called inspired action. It's coming from within and it's acting out. And so once that's happened, you can develop a, uh, a series for yourself that you collect feedback from, or I like to say feed forward if we're going to talk about negation. Right. Mm-hmm. So a process of feed forward. All right. Took action. This is what happened. Now I get to see what's going on. Right. Was it a conversation I had? Was it a journal prompt that I had? What was the action taken? And what was I given back from this thing? And then we do that again. And we do that again. And we do that again. So that's the, that's the action itself. How to truly integrate is this, what we just talked about, which is finding your pace if you are taking steps that are too large for you, you're going to get tired pretty quickly. And this isn't going to last that long. If you're taking steps that feel comfortable to you, you're going to notice that every single day 
you can take one to three steps. And then you've probably never had that much success in your life. (laughs) If you've taken three steps a day, then you're going to look down at your wins and you're going to have 10, 12 different wins that day for taking those steps. Mm. So it was a call that you had to make. It was a, a way you showed up on the call. It was a uh, an offer that was accepted or denied that you handled really well. Right? Those are all wins in that progression. Mm. And so after a series of three or four weeks, you're going to see so much success in your life and you're going to be reflected back so much happiness that that's when this stuff becomes effortless and easy because you know how to connect with yourself. You know how to inspire action and you're celebrating the journey along the way. I love that last part too, celebrating, you know, the journey. And, you know, it's funny because that's exactly what I inadvertently stumbled upon um, this last year, you know, really like um, taking a break from cannabis and getting back tuned into my soul and, um, you know, really just listening, you know, and realizing that there was more to me than I had figured out, you know. Um, I thought I was done after Fellowship of the Ring, but here I was and the Two Towers was coming through, you know, to quote Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, it was funny because you know, as I was able to visualize and take that inspired action, you know, and, and also find my pace. Right. And I love that you talked about that because that was my biggest struggle for so long. I would bite off way more than I could chew. And I feel like a lot of people listening to this could probably resonate with that. Um, you know, especially men, uh, we decided to do that quite often and then we're reaching for the second or third cup of coffee and we're burning out and, you know, we're stealing energy from the next day, um, which then the next day we're already in a deficit. And so that was really, really important for me is just slowing down a lot. And that was the big takeaway I got from Colorado was like, I don't need to do anything else right now except give myself more energy every day and and, you know like and the way I was going to do that was the way that my like I had been having this feeling for God probably the last six months doing way too much um, you know like risking the burnout phase right that a lot of entrepreneurs face especially coaches and knowing the whole time that you know, I was slacking on my meditation. I was slacking on my breath work. And yet when I did those things, the whole rest of the day was a cakewalk, right? Even when challenges would come up, it'd be like, okay, here's this challenge. How am I going to move through this? Okay, this seems good. Let me try it. Okay, it either worked or it didn't. Okay, cool. And I was able to keep my cool and respond rather than react to situations. And so since leaving Colorado, that's what I've done every day. You know, it's just been like, just meditate and do breath work and do your affirmations and journal every day, right? Even if it's two words that you journal, right? Because that was another thing was like, oh, I have to journal so much, you know? And so I've been able to stick to that every single day since then. And my life has transformed just in the last, God, how long was that? Six weeks ago, you know, something like that. Um, And so, yeah, that's uh, another thing I have to reiterate to anyone listening is that these steps, you know, micro progressions, right? Like they can be very micro, you know, whatever you can sustainably do day in, day out so that you don't burn out and so that you can allow yourself to celebrate those wins, you know, and feel calm, cool, collected throughout the process. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and if you bite off more than you can chew, fucking spit it out. I'm hanging out with my... (laughs) My my kids, my kids are with me right now, and it's like that. Like you just see, they'll get like these chipmunk cheeks, and it's like, man, they'll stress out trying to breathe, trying to chew on this thing, and it's like, who is forcing you to do that? (laughs) No one. Spit it out, cut it up, 
and make another step. So if you, if you did take a step that was too far or you took this big step and it didn't work out, like retract and go, all right, well, maybe it's a, maybe it's a conversation. Maybe it's not the conversation. Maybe I'm going to journal about the conversation. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe I should sit in meditation and like think about the conversation right <laughs> and then put it on paper mm-hmm. then invite the conversation and then go get coffee yeah but to call up your you know your <laughs> to call up your ex-wife and say hey i want to sit down and have a conversation about a relationship like whoa <laughs> that's a big step yeah whoa yeah. <laughs> right hey mom and dad i haven't talked to you in 10 years like you guys want to chat mm-hmm. like they're you might run into some shit. So, so (laughs) that it's like, just because you didn't get the answer you wanted, doesn't mean that it wasn't the right path. Mm. Right. You just might need to go back a little bit, zoom out a little bit more and see if there's another step you can take. Yeah. Yeah. Take an objective look at the subjective reality you live in, you know? Yeah. Uh, And yeah, I love that man, you know, and, and that, you know, is such something that cannot be stated enough is that, you know, no one's forcing you except you arguably, right? If, if you're chewing too much and you, you know, you're like, Oh God, this is a lot to handle at once. You can spit it out. You know, I think for my own case, like my ego has got entrenched in things. Right. And so then when the ego gets entrenched in, it becomes part of your identity to, you know, to, to keep that pace. And so, um, that's something I've learned that by meditating, I'm able to drop out of my ego and, and allow my ego to be the tool that I can use, right? Because we have like a spirit, we have our body and we have our mind. And most of us have been shaped, uh, myself included for many years through grade school, and whatever, that we're a mind that has a soul and a body as tools, right? And so in the devolution, um, of or the de-evolution of me getting my soul back into the driver's seat and having my mind and body as tools for the soul to experience life through, that has really been a huge pivotal moment for me in just being more common and being more content with my life and being happier without needing to move a million miles per minute. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's been really special. Feels good. It feels good to slow down. Yeah, man, it definitely does. You know, and on the subject of slowing down and appreciating lessons and appreciating all these things, what has been the biggest lesson you've learned thus far in 2020? Biggest lesson so far in 2020. Mm. It's been such a... (laughs) 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 It's coming up. Gotcha. Um, It is... It is... Play... I'm going to say play by your own rules and don't be afraid to break them. Mm. And what I mean by that is like, there's, there are rules that are out there for travel right now. There are rules for hanging out with people. There are rules for masks. There are rules for this. You can play by the basics of their rules, but there's so much more game to play. My kids were able to fly from Hawaii to Boston. um, And we spent, they spent the summer with uh, their family in quarantine for two weeks. Mm. Uh, and then we flew to uh, to Florida and we stayed inside the whole time and didn't go out anywhere. And we did our thing. Um, you know, the flights are still available. 
Mm-hmm. You can wear a mask. You can wipe your stuff down. You're allowed to do that stuff. Mm. Um, and so I kept finding ways to go, okay, here are the rules set in place. And like, what still can I do? I, I was in such fear uh, the last like month that I wasn't going to be able to see my kids um, uh, at the end of the year. They live in Hawaii and I live in Boston. Mm. And uh, I go, I see them every quarter. But it got to the point where I was not going to be able to see them until January, February. And that made me really fucking sad. So they're in virtual school right now. And I wrote down in my journal uh, a couple months ago, my last best self journal, uh, that my kids are going to school virtually and can take school from anywhere. Mm. So I was sitting on the toilet and I was thinking to myself, that's what you did. Um, it's called a rest. Everyone out there, it's called a rest room. Yeah, resting in that thing. So, I come. I text my. Uh, I text my ex-wife and I say, "Hey, I just you know, wanted to see if this was something that was available with the kids in virtual school. Like, what if they were to come and visit me? Uh, it would save me a lot of money, save me a lot of time. I could stay focused, and you'd get a break from them." Hmm. And it was like 24 hours later. She was like, "Well, you're out on this road trip." What if the kids were to fly and meet you and then road trip across America back? <laughs> that's and awesome. Ryan, that's just like, that's just the seed. Mm. They flew across. They met my sister in, in Kansas City. They have two kids. They did like a week of cousins. My mm. sister's homeschooling. So she had a setup of like coaching the kids or teaching the kids and then like exploring Missouri. And then I show up there with my partner. We stop at some some cool spots along the way. Now they do virtual schooling from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And so those are the hours I like to work anyways. So they're doing school, I'm working, and we get to spend the mornings together. We get to go to parks and skate parks. We get to go like do art projects and art nights. Like All of that stuff became available because – you know, I saw some rules and then I created some of my own. Mm. Um, and so we were able just to kind of like use the system to our advantage, make whatever they're giving up, giving to us work for us uh, or work with us, I guess, in better, uh, better use of language. Mm. Uh, and so it's, it continues to get better and better. And there has been some shit stuff here. Mm. There's been some shit things that have come up, um, in in the face of our, our civil rights and just our basic human rights and yes people are experienced at different levels and i get to be a person that can hold the container for people to share mm-hmm. i can be the person that like can hear all of you feel all of you see all of you right and that person is going to be better out in the world <laughs> managing and dealing with this stuff mm. i might not be taking action on the day-to-day stuff but at least the people that i'm holding space for can show up a little bit better and those are like those slivers of change uh that will change over time that's the like like legacy building mm. i love that man you so know that's and, what 2020s taught me yeah <laughs> yeah man that's a great lesson too and you know i've i've figured out the same thing you know it's like make your own rules like you know for instance i've been traveling a lot you know but there's there's ways in which you can you can still stick by and be safe and like for instance like there are tests now right so like for instance i just went to mexico and did a bunch of stuff 
And I had a couple of friends that were like, what are you doing? It's so dangerous. I'm like, well, I just get a test when I'm home. And then if I have COVID, I just quarantine. And if not, then I'm good. Right. And so I feel so many people have boxed themselves in, be like, I can't do this. I can't do that. And, you know, I'll be honest, when it first happened, you know, I kind of did the same thing because they didn't know a lot about it and everything like that. But, oh, yeah. You know, it's like I puckered up. Yeah. Same, man. Same. I was like, all right, I guess I'm not going anywhere for the next whatever amount of time, you know. But now there's so much more information out. And I feel so many people are just like, they're stuck in a sympathetic fight or flight response about this. We're like, how dare you put people in danger? It's like, listen, guys, all right, there's pretty good stats out now where if you wear a mask, you're out in public, like you're outside, good to go. um, And you come back and you get a test, you're good. You know what I mean? Like you can you can still have a life, you know, you can have your cake and eat it too, so to speak, you know. And so um, I agree with that. You know, that's been a lesson that I've uh, really adopted too. And I love that you were able to put words to that because I hadn't even really, you know, thought of putting words to that yet. But yeah, that's that's beautiful man yeah we get two cool things like this too yeah like find new ways to connect has been so like watching uh, the i started a class for the strong coach on the day that things started getting shut down we were like at the we were at the arnold in uh, ohio and then they started canceling things and we were like oh shit and i had to look at these eight people and go like guys everything's gonna be okay Mm -hmm. like whatever's gonna happen like this, the whole idea here is that like you accept what's coming at you and adapt and you know bit like accept, embody anti fragility like in the face of this you are gonna you are gonna thrive mm. uh, and you know there's uh, there's one or there's two coaches in particular that run a uh, a physical therapy uh, business that uh, I got to be with them on the call where they wanted to. Uh, Re restructure the way that they coached and add a new like a new program to their to their company, and halfway through uh, halfway through this process, halfway through they were six weeks in, uh, they had gotten everyone online, and by eight weeks they were running their ideal schedule, meeting with mm-hmm. individual clients um, in the morning. So they worked with four people in the morning. In the afternoon they ran these online. Uh, they did their online section of it. So they were able to help out more people because they had so much time for themselves. They developed this like video system and this playback thing that they do for their clients. Now it, like they increased their effectiveness of people. They've reduced the amount of trust. Like they literally like skyrocketed <laughs> eight weeks into this thing mm. in the midst of a pandemic and amidst all these rules, they played by what was available and they rocked it. Mm-hmm. They listened to the people that they served. They continued to seek out like how, like how to better serve that, like how to deliver a higher value, like good coaches do. Mm. And they got support in the middle of all this. They were going to additional classes. They were getting additional coaching and they were able to adapt in a much faster way uh, because they were just taking it step by step putting one foot in front of the other at the entire time and it was awesome Mm. it was awesome to see so i love that you mentioned that too like asking for support you know because i you know like i find uh so many of my male clients they want to do everything themselves you know because again like western culture you're brought up like you know only the strong survive all these different sayings if you got to cut the person down next to you to get to the top and real leaders delegate you know real leaders ask for support you know real leaders are adaptation machines and they're not afraid to admit when they're having challenges you know and they're not afraid to 
find out how to remediate those challenges as effectively and efficiently as possible. And so when you were describing those people, that's what I heard. Like, oh, they're leaders. You know, that's that's what they do. You know, they're 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 not afraid to go out on a limb and ask for support to do all the things. And um, that's been a really big part of my evolution the last year as well is really realizing like, you know, not only can I not do everything myself, but that's not how you lead. You know, that that's how you burn out. <laughs> and uh, and when you burn out, you're not really valuable to anyone, including yourself, you know. So with that, support is a it's one of those words that people don't like to use. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like and, and and yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so people when you ask for support unless you're like unless you're in the work or unless you've already bought into a program and like have seen what support actually is with like real support not a friend leaning on you and crying and venting and you bullshitting back and that's not support um it's not um has many other words but uh it before that right before someone could say hey ryan do you want any support with this you would say no every single time but if you are able to ask the question like, hey, what questions keep coming up for you? What like, what are you stuck trying to answer over and over? Right? Now mm-hmm. it's an action for you to do something. So asking your friend, you know, can I support you? You're probably going to get crickets or like, no, I'm good, which I don't know what means anyways. Yeah. But if you ask him like, yo, like I've been having some shit like keep looping through my head. Is there anything that you continue to ask yourself questions about, like food or life or work? You might get an answer. Mm. You might get an answer that is a problem that you're really good at solving. Mm. Or at least you have a, a spot for them to, like, they can talk about it and you can provide support. I think that's called being the light. Yeah. Right? Is when, when that, when you can invite the conversation in a way that is safe when you can invite the conversation that's very welcoming um, and they know that it's not a, a sales call or a, a gimmick or whatever it's like not like what has been looping through your head my like my thing is this like demonstrate authenticity mm. invite connection and you know hold hold space <laughs> probably the most masculine thing you can do yeah. right there yeah yeah, man. And, you know, that's what, you know, I've, I firmly believe that's what real leaders and, you know, especially all the mature masculine, uh, masculine energy that we've seen going through, um, you know, our groups and also that I've seen out into the world in different groups. That's what they're doing. You know, they're, they're allowing people to feel supported, but also they're allowing people to feel like they have, you know, like a shoulder to cry on. That's like the weirdest saying to say, but like, you know, figuratively, of course, you know, um, they're, they're, they're holding together strength, you know, and that's, that's big, you know, again, one of the other things that cannot be understated, you know, and uh, I know in my own development, it's been huge to have people like yourself around that can hold that space, you know, so I want to extend a sincere amount of gratitude to you for for doing that for me, you know, especially in Colorado, um, just again, being the light, you know, looking at you and, and seeing the light that you put out inspires me to put my light out, you know, and, you know, we together, you know, with more and more people doing this, we can we can turn on the whole world. You know, we can allow the whole world to be the light. And, you know, at that point, I mean, God, 
anything is possible, you know, and so uh, I'm very excited for the future. I think 2020 has been a tumultuous year, but I have loved every second of it. You know, I think it's been yeah. fantastic, and I think you would probably agree too, you know, that's uh, yeah. what the doctor Yeah, I, uh, I think it's fair. I, yeah, no, lost my thought. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, the other thing I was going to say, too, is that, you know, for anyone listening, like I recognize like this year has been a lot of pain for a lot of people, you know, and and, you know, that definitely sucks. Um, you know, I'm definitely not sugarcoating that, but, you know, it happened. Right. And so how are you going to view it? You know, and I choose personally to view it as, OK, what is this teaching me? Show me, help me, you know. Um, and so for anyone listening who might be getting, you know, triggered on that or whatever, I challenge you to look at like what you can learn from this experience. You know, um, if you lost your job, how can you make yourself, uh, you know, more secure in the future? You know, if you, um, if you got really scared, how can you make yourself more grounded, you know, et cetera. Um, and so look into that, you know, see what comes up, you know, and, uh, Jared, this has been an absolute blast getting to share the space with you and get you on the podcast that we've been talking about for a while now. Um, where can I send people to learn more about you and connect with you? Uh, connecting me directly through Instagram is probably my favorite. Uh, Captain J Davis uh, is my handle these days. Um, and that's where that's really where you can find me. Um, I am a coach for the Strong Coach and personally, I run an integration, uh, an integration course uh, that takes people through the practical system of the uh, chakra system. That is awesome, man. Yeah, I'm very excited and uh, enthused to find or to try your integration system um, because just that talk you gave in Colorado, dude, was badass uh, in just like such a powerful way. Um, you know, you're a really good speaker, too. Um, I don't know if I told you that before, but... Um, yeah, I really, uh, I really saw a lot of strength there in you. And uh, Steve, man, thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. And um, you know, I have one last question for you. And Great. that question is: If someone listening could only make one change to highly optimize their life, what would Jared Davis suggest that change be? Take five minutes and lay down every day. <laughs> Take five minutes, and lay down. And, uh, and connect with yourself. Go from, from toe to head, from head to toe, just swimming around in there. About five minutes. Mm. Um, it, it, I would say this is a practice that has, uh, has kept me in my flow, kept me in my balance, like restored energy uh, from a former, or not a former, but a, a strong coach, um, Robert, uh, Robert Bill Jr. from Holistic Strength. Uh, was just like lay down for five minutes and I was like okay I just laid down for five minutes and I haven't stopped since yeah yeah in doing less you actually do more you know and that's when your body lays down when your body lays flat against the earth Mm -hmm. there's no fear of falling you you are able to turn off so many like senses and literally just ground yourself into your body. Uh, and so the best thing that you can do is ground and prime safety for yourself. Mm-hmm. We talk, we open this whole thing up with how to like with trust mm-hmm. and how do you trust yourself more to be yourself? And that's continuing to prime safety that it's okay to be you. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be right here. It's okay to be still. Yeah. 
Yeah, man, I love that. And, you know, that's been one of the biggest takeaways I've gotten with the meditation thing. You know, same thing. It's like just meditate more, you know, and and it's changed my life. So, yeah, that's an amazing tip for anyone listening. Just lay down. All right. That's all you got to do. <laughs> just lay down. <laughs> just like, lay it's down. Too easy. It's yeah. too easy. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, guys. So whenever I meet someone as tall as me, I immediately take notice. However, after meeting Jared for the first time and hearing him speak, I immediately realized that there were many other aspects of him that stuck out along with his height and big heart. Jared is truly helping to revolutionize the idea of leadership and is an invaluable resource for anyone listening or looking to take control of their life and get the most out of each day they have here in 3D reality. Reach out to him, follow him, connect with him, and make sure to keep a close eye on Jared as his work is just getting started. Jared, my man, thank you again from the bottom of my heart for hopping on and sharing your wisdom and insights with us. And until next time, my friend, journey well, be well. Much love to you, brother. Namaste. Much love to you. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders with a z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, .com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever.